GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. The latest in digital skin imaging technology is now available locally thanks to a donation by Chesterton's and a collaboration with the Specialist Medical Clinic and Cancer Relief Gibraltar. We found out the details from Mike Nichols. The Department of the Environment's Catherine Walsh and Ruth Macias Greenberg of Gamma Architects joined us after announcing Aspire, a conference on June the 9th on a sustainable built environment. And how do you feel about a possible public sector pay rise? Unite the Union says the government can afford it. Unite's National Officer Stuart Davies was in the studio after marking May Day, a worldwide celebration of labour rights. First, though, what did Radio Gibraltar listeners make of gridlock on Devil's Tower Road over the long weekend? An ambulance attending an emergency was caught up in the standstill. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Uh, Thank you to Crystal, who says uh, that she'd like to know what people beeping their horns were looking to achieve. She says it was hot, it was uncomfortable, but the constant beeping just added to the already frustrating situation. And she says it was especially frustrating because there were people who felt that they were entitled to just jump the queue by driving to the bottom and not pretending to see a whole lane of cars stopped waiting to access Kingsway Tunnel because there was supposed to be one road that was queuing up to cross the frontier and another uh, that's supposed to be kept separate for those looking to access the airport and also the supermarket Eroski and the residential area Four Corners. Harry says he really hopes that something can be solved. The people who are in charge of traffic should take note and minimise the health risks to people who live in the area. And I'm sure it's also not good for people caught up in that traffic. It can be very stressful, especially as Crystal says, if you've got people overtaking you when they're not supposed to and basically cheating the system. Mike says the northbound road in the direction of the stadium, the one that goes west, I suppose, uh, could be one lane for cars with the spare lane, the second lane used for emergency vehicles that are looking to go east towards Eastern Beach. That's one potential solution. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. We're joined now by Unite the Union's National Officer, Stuart Davis. Good afternoon, Mr Davis. Unite thinks that the government can afford a cost of living increase for members of the public sector then. Afternoon, Jonathan. Um, well, indeed, the, the independent report that you've referenced actually makes the economic and financial case towards a cost of living increase. And that is in part around the ability of the government to actually borrow to fund that pay rise. Uh, we've we've had no, numerous conversations in respect of this subject, and I've said repeatedly that debt in itself is not an issue and it shouldn't be something that necessarily we should be afraid of. When you look at funding that pay increase as well, um, automatically the cost of that is reduced because of the additional tax revenue that the government will get back from that. So so the, the work that's been done by the economists that we commissioned to, to do the report simply states that... Th- yes, this it is, is a affordable. report that we haven't yet seen. It hasn't been published. 
it's not been published. I mean, it's not top secret, but it's not been it's not been published. And those the the contents of that report have driven the initial conversations and negotiations with government in respect of a cost of living increase. Uh, so, what exactly does it say about the affordability point? Well, the, the affordability point is around the ability to borrow. I mean, that's, and it's around the, the economic stimulus that that cost of living increase will actually provide. I mean, this is what we need to, to bear in mind that with inflation ever increasing and the ability of individuals to spend being reduced, that is actually having an economic um, detriment and an economic impact. So actually by increasing wages within the public sector, and as we keep saying, um, that will have a positive banks into the private sector as well, that you're actually increasing the spending power of individuals, you're increasing therefore the money going into the economy and like I say, um, by simple nature of the tax um, system, the government will be receiving a proportion of that money back in any event. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Good afternoon to Mike Nichols. Mike, um, tell us a little bit about the why. Why did you feel that this was going to be a a good thing to organise? So the why is that July the 11th last year I was diagnosed with melanoma of a lymph node which which my version was cancer stage 3b so that's quite life-changing. It was diagnosed following me having an operation at specialist medical clinic just having a mole taken out so relatively simple and I did not expect to be diagnosed with stage 3B cancer or, or, or the melanoma I had. So I went on a journey with Specialist Medical Clinic and they looked after me well. And then I went on a journey with Cancer Relief Centre and touched the sides or, or what they do and the, the help they provide you afterwards. And so I'm now on my own journey of immunotherapy and lifestyle changes. I'm, I'm quite confident, well, I have to be confident that all will be well, but I'm in that journey of year one cancer. I look back at Specialist Medical Clinic and what Cancer Relief did for me and, and, and they still do for me and through Chestons we could we could help them. And we came up with this idea whereby, well, yes, we can just give a donation as people do to Cancer Relief, but we'd heard about these mole mapping machines they use in the UK and the US and they, they're machines which map your whole body, they store all your lesions, whether they're, they're, they're good ones or bad ones, and then you go once a year and you can be mapped again. And it's, it's the AI which determines whether they're dodgy ones, or they've moved, they've gone a millimetre bigger or, or that sort of thing. So the computer so, so automatically the computer knows to check is, for changes. is fantastic, yes. So, so then I thought, well, instead of a donation, how about we, we research these machines? So very pleased my, my wife spent a long time researching these machines. We found something that we thought we could afford, approached uh, Specialist Medical Clinic, and came up with this plan between us and Cancer Relief Centre that instead of a donation to Cancer Relief Centre, buy this machine, others can use it, and for every time it's used, then the specialist medical clinic, because they didn't buy it themselves, they will give £100 to Cancer Relief Centre on every use. Well, congratulations on making that idea a reality, Mike. World Melanoma Day, get your moles checked. Uh, You can do so via the GHA and now also via the Specialist Medical Clinic. And thanks to Chestertons and uh, Mike Nichols in particular, you can do that uh, while also 
supporting cancer relief. Uh, the charity will receive a £100 donation for every patient who is scanned. Congratulations on that initiative, Mike. Thank you. And we wish you every health and success. Thank you. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. It's my pleasure to welcome to the GBC studios the organisers of a conference that are going to be talking about these issues, Catherine Walsh of the Department of the Environment. Good afternoon, Catherine. And good afternoon also to Ruth Macias-Greenberg, uh, who is uh, an architect at Gamma Architects. Uh, thank you for joining us, and let's start by asking why. Why the need to have this conference, which you've announced today? We know that construction, um, it's an important driver of the economy, but it can also have um, considerable negative impacts on the environment. We need to think about how we develop Gibraltar in a manner that is sustainable and looking at sustainability in the whole, not just you know, perhaps looking at the amount of energy that a building uses, but looking at the amount of waste that it produces, looking at the buildings, um, looking at how it fits into sort of the wider community, the wider infrastructure. So, I think there's a global conversation no, that has to be had. Sure, and, and it's one that has been had in Gibraltar in recent months and years. We've seen a lot of development in recent decades, and there's a lot more programmed. How sustainable is that development? Could it be more sustainable? At the moment, as you say, we are experiencing growth, which is a great opportunity uh, for the buildings that are being designed now and, and in the pipeline now um, in, to have a bigger impact on how we how we sort of design them sustainably for the future. It's not only in Gibraltar, but I, I suppose globally we're also learning um, about sustainability uh, because it's a relatively new topic. So um, I think it is a fantastic time to uh, set this uh, conference, which was I think was one of the main aims, was to uh, actually be able to have a more holistic conversation about this rather than perhaps each one of us in our own officers or in our own fields. Um, I think this conversation needs to be had sort of industry-wide, uh, also between government and the private industry. Okay, so tickets go on sale today. Where can people find them? Buy tickets.gi. They'll be available online. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar Today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.